Blog Talk Radio. And a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyes, podcasting and broadcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? The name of the episode today is Venting on the Venue. But before I vent on the venue, I need to vent on in a negative way. Let me vent on a venue in the most positive way. I want to start by sending a shout-out to my buddy Bo Wingate with the Element Group. He turned me on to something that I took a look at, and I think everybody should. It's from Idaho Central Credit Union. You can find him at iccu.com, Idaho Credit Union, iccu.com. Check out their Rexburg Innovation Center. Um, it's one of the three things that you will see scroll across on the website. I've got it right now up on my massive 48-inch monitor here in the studio, and it, there's no other word for it. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful, a stone-cold, brand-beacon, welcoming, beautifully rendered. Uh, just check it out. They've got some videos and some stuff like that. Uh, but this is a, just a great example of your venue, your venue saying something about your brand before you have to. And it's just a, just a wonderful thing to look at. Uh, I can see they've got a, a digital bar uh, back there. Now, I don't know if that means you can plug in your stuff or if you can sit down and order um, a, a beer that is not made with corn syrup but is made with wind power. I don't know what you can do at the digital bar, um, but that leads me into the next thing. Um, I've watched every Super Bowl since Super Bowl Ten, and I'm just going to tell you, worst Super Bowl I've ever seen in every respect. I don't, unless my team is in it, unless the Steelers are in it, I don't watch any of the pregame stuff. Um, but I do sit down like you know, millions of other Americans to see some of the ads, the worst ads I've ever seen. It is, it is clear to anybody that wants to be honest about it that the marketing departments and agencies of some of the biggest brands in the world have been taken over by people who think that you go out and buy beer based upon how it's made. Folks, I can tell you that most people buy beer because it was their dad's brand or they've been drinking it since college or it's cheap. I can remember a few Super Bowls. In fact, it was 10 years ago when the Steelers beat the Cardinals driving through my neighborhood. And I mean, I thought I should go home right now and sell everything I own and buy stock in Bud Light. Dilly, dilly. I mean, it was a 40 homes in a row with these massive, I guess, I, I, I don't drink beer, but I guess you see this um, uh, blue, familiar Bud Light box. They were everywhere, coming out of trash cans, on the side of the trash cans. Uh, just fascinating thing to see. Um, now, they weren't all bad. I, I like the ad with Jason Bateman and Hyundai, but then Jason Bateman is, is funny, even when he's not trying to be. The avocado ad, what's the point of showing people not eating avocado? I thought that was – I mean, there's no other word for it. Some of it was stupid. Some of it was not funny. And – 
the money that these brands are paying to be on the Super Bowl. It's just, anyway, you know, this is a show about performance. I watched the performance on the Super Bowl. Um, I muted the halftime show, so I didn't catch any of it, but apparently people are saying that was one of the worst halftime shows ever. I wouldn't know. I, 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 I muted it, so I didn't have to hear it. So I couldn't, I couldn't give any kind of opinion on that. Hey, not too many weeks ago, I talked about don't let your venue disrupt your performance or diminish it. I didn't know that was going to happen to me, and it did just last week. And I'm going to talk to you about it. And and I guess in some cases, there's really not much you can do about it. When you're in charge of your own brand, the way Idaho Central Credit Union is, I think you can use a lot more imagination. But um, I had that experience. I went to um, a concert, and when we got in the car, all we were talking about is how uncomfortable we were, not about how great the music was. And that, believe me, that is not what the musicians that performed at this event wanted people talking about. Hey, uh, we'll talk about it all, and we'll do it all right after this. You're listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Well, the artist you heard there at the end is Toby Mack, and if you're not someone who listens to a lot of of Christian music, he is sort of the R&B, hip-hop, rapper extraordinaire of Christian music, and he had his show with a bunch of folks. It was called the Toby Mac uh, Deep Hits Tour, and they had a bunch of uh, well-known Christian artists that were, were at this event, and it was at the HEB Center in Cedar Park. And, you know, I, I, Toby Mac's one of my favorite artists uh, in any genre and uh, a lot of great songs. I, I thought there were too many opening acts, but that's just me. But what I want to talk about is the venue. First of all, it, you talk about venting. The venting was too high. It was freezing cold in the auditorium. Now, I know there's a hockey rink under the floor, but I don't know if that had anything to do with it. And it was it was unusually warm for February while the rest of the country was going going through the polar vortex here in Texas. It was actually kind of warm. And um, so when we got in there, I guess I was surprised because I hadn't dressed for a cold weather outside. I certainly wasn't expecting um, the polar vortex on the inside. And so it was just it was uncomfortable. There's no other word for it. And I'm thinking I got to you know sit here for three hours. But hey. You know, you're an infantry soldier in the army. You learn to ignore discomfort. Um, the sound. We talk about the venue and the volume. The volume was fine in terms of it wasn't overbearing. But like with any concert, you know, you don't have the same um, controls that you do if you're listening to something on an iPad or an iPod rather or on your phone or in you know really good headphones. It has kind of that heavy bass, kind of echoey. Sound. The first guy that came up, he's a Christian rap artist named Aaron Cole. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. He could have been encouraging people to sell their souls to Satan, and I would not have known, could not understand one word he said. And then the uh, the thing kept going with opening act after opening act after opening act. Now, the, the other problem was this auditorium is built for basketball and hockey, and uh, when I bought the the tickets online, I I 
probably should have done – some of this is my fault – but should have done a better job of thinking about where the stage was going to be. But when your seat is facing forward and the artist is off to your far right, you've got to turn your neck um, if you're not standing up. And I certainly did not want to stand up the entire time. And it, like I said, I got in the car, and I thought, is there a 24-hour chiropractor in Cedar Park that we can both go to? It, it really was. There's no other word for it. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. And yeah, like I said, as we talked about all the way home, how uncomfortable we were. And that's a problem because that is not what the the artist at this show wanted people talking about. And uh, it's just a great example. Look at your venue. Are, are people welcomed in? Are people comfortable when they're there? And I know for most banking brands, people are not going to be in there for, for three and a half hours. I get that. But there are still things that you can do to make sure that your venue is not taking away or diminishing your performance, and that's why I encourage you to go take out, take a look at that uh, Rexburg Innovation Center from the folks up at the Idaho um, Idaho Central Credit Union because it is. I would have rather had the bands playing in there. I think it just looks more comfortable and looks more welcoming. Now I do want to say one last thing. There was an artist uh, on the – called an undercard. It wasn't a boxing tournament. But one of the opening acts, a guy named Ryan Stevenson, who I'd never heard of. And um, the nice thing, there was a little platform that came out a little closer to the center part of the arena. And uh, for his set, he, he only performed on that. So I think that might have been one of the reasons I enjoyed his performance so much. But he's a great singer and um, had some great stories. He was funny. He was engaging. But he did something afterwards, talking about the venue that I thought was was very, very interesting. When we were walking out, he was over by his merchandise table in person, shaking hands, taking pictures with fans. And I thought that was such a great way to build a fan base. You get a picture with somebody, you get their T-shirt, it is forever. And I want to ask how many times the CEO of a bank or a, a credit union or any brand really takes the time to go down and shake the hands of the people that are coming in. I, I know that you know some banks and some credit unions, you've got so many branches and so many facilities, it would be impossible to do that. Uh, but my advice would be you know, I've always said this when I was speaking professionally, and I said when you when you start counting on your fingers the things that you really, really care about, that really, really matter to you, your faith, your family, you're going to get to your finances before you run out of fingers. And so it is an in intensely personal relationship that I think people have with their primary financial institution, even if it's not always an interpersonal relationship. You know, my relationship with my bank most days is Pick up my phone, check my balance on the mobile app, everything's good, move on, right? So I don't know if that's a, an example of brand loyalty, but I'm telling you, if you work um, at a place and you have the ability to do so and your headquarters doubles as also a branch, as a, as a venue for the projection of your brand and its value, I would send that CEO down there to shake some hands. I'm telling you, people like to meet, uh, I think at every generation, who's in charge of this whole thing. And yes, you're going to get some people that might complain about some things whenever you have access to the head honcho. Oh, by the way, you know, you turned down my request for a $15 million unsecured line of credit, and I happen to work full-time at Wendy's. So you're going to get that. 
kind of thing. But I do think that one of the great ways to project your brand in your venue is with the face of your brand, your conductor, your CEO, and your president. And I just thought that was an interesting observation. I I I I enjoyed the guy's performance. I did not care to uh, wait in line to meet him uh, because, as I said, my uh, neck and my thoracic spine and my lumbar spine were in three different zip codes by the end of this concert. But just something to be aware of. Is your venue adding or taking away from your live performance? And as I've said many, many times, every interaction you have with your audience puts them on a pendulum that gets them closer to loyalty or closer to apathy. So um, keep that in mind. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asked the question, if your brand uh, were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. Take care.